Hey y'all. Hey girls. Hey guys and days. Yeah, yeah. what's up, y'all? Welcome back. Okay. It's been a minute. Yeah. So as you guys know, sometimes we record every week. Sometimes we record every other week. So yeah. this is a uh, another um, every other week one. I, what do we What do we do last week that we couldn't do it? I was sick. I was sick last weekend. Oh okay. And I think you had you were doing something. Okay. Also last weekend, but yeah. Talk about it. Yeah. So um. It was okay. So long story short, it ended up just being like a UTI, uh, but like uh, I started to feel <clears throat> sick-ish or kind of like not myself Wednesday. Oh, not even Wednesday. Like Monday and Tuesday, I like in the middle of the night, I would have to get up and go to the bathroom, which isn't really a thing. I usually sleep through the night. Um, and then Wednesday, I had to go to the bathroom like all the time. Like, I had to pee like every 20 minutes. It was really annoying. Um, and I started to have like a headache. So I was like, well, I'll just go. I texted a few, I, I have a couple group chats and I texted a couple of them and there, one was like, you have to go in, like you should go in, go to urgent care or like go see a doctor and like get medication. And another friend was like, just drink cranberry juice and like take ASO. And like me being the millennial that I am and not wanting to like pay for healthcare, if I don't have to, I was like, okay, I'll just go buy, like, extra strength Azo, buy a thing of cranberry juice and water, and just, like, down it. Well, turns out the Azo, like, did not sit well with me. Um, if, for those that don't know, Azo is, like, a medication that you can take when you have a UTI, and it's supposed to kind of help with the symptoms. Um, and you're only supposed to take it for a couple days. You're also still supposed to get, like, the antibiotics or whatever to take um, when you have a UTI. But the Azo gave me, like, complete nausea, headache. I was feverish. I was super dizzy, um, and, like, I ended up sweating, like, profusely throughout the night, Wednesday night into Thursday. So I called off work Thursday, um, and was basically pretty miserable. I ended up going to urgent care, um, and they were like, yeah, you just have a UTI. We don't know why you had a fever, whatever. Don't know. It's just a lot of stuff going around, so that could be it. Because I did test myself for COVID. I didn't have COVID. I still don't have COVID. Um... But yeah, that was kind of like on and off. Friday was fine for the most part. And then Saturday, um, it hit me again. So, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, so Saturday, I didn't want to keep taking the Azo. But I also was like, if it's going to help with the symptoms. So I didn't take it Friday for most of the day. And then I was like, Saturday, I was like, well, maybe I should take it um, to kind of help speed the process along with the medications. So I did. And then Saturday, like... I think I spent like 30 or 40 minutes in the shower because I just couldn't stand up and I was like dizzy. So I just like laid down in the shower. God. <laughs> that was that. And then on top of that, I had to bake all these cookies for the bake sale that we had that Sunday. So I had to like basically like suck it up and I went to Target to go get stuff for baking. Um, and then I baked like 160 cookies. And, like, I made Alfredo, so, like, I had to gear up, and it wasn't until, like, 6 o'clock that I was, like, okay-ish. Like, I still had a headache and, like, was still, I had to lay down every once in a while, but I was, like, this is not it. And I never get sick. I really don't get sick, like, very often. Um, so it was really annoying. Mm. So, yeah. Short work week last week, short work week this week. And, yeah. <sighs> UTI mama. Yeah, I've never had one before. 
like girls get them frequently or like often enough like i think most if not all of my friends have had one before or have them like a lot and i've never had one yeah so. girls are so fun you can get a uti just from like not going to the bathroom like if you hold mm-hmm. your pee in that's so crazy yeah. my god what the fuck you type literally from like anything so um i wonder why that is um I don't know. I'm sure there's just, like, a lot more going on down there in a vagina than there is, like, with men. Like, everything's more, like, encased, for lack of a better word. Okay. Uh, (laughs) So I think just because there's just so much exposure, just in general, and, like, women's underwear, like, that gets all up in there. Um, And just a lot of things. If you don't pee after sex, you can get a UTI very easily. Um sharing i don't know if like sharing swimsuits or anything probably things like that oh my god Um, i don't know i've never had one so like i don't really know what caused it um i have ideas but like i don't know yeah interesting it was a not a fun time for me how's your last couple weeks been um so as you guys know yeah um I'm jobless, mama. It's only actually been a week, technically. Have you gotten, like, bored yet? Yeah, I'm like, oh my god. What the heck? So, um, I've just been applying to jobs. I've had interviews last week and this week, and I'm going to continue applying for jobs and stuff. Um, So here's my schedule. Um, I wake up, and then I eat breakfast at, like, 10. Um, and then I go back to sleep. Um, and then I wake up at around three and then I have another meal and then I'll go back to sleep and then, um, I'll wake up at like five and then stay up until about six and then go to the gym. So there's that. Yeah. And, uh, it's so funny cause it's like, oh my God, when I'm working, I'm like, oh, I wish I had a day off, bitch. And then now that I'm not working, I'm like, ugh, I have nothing to do. Um, so, yeah, that's a lot of fun. Slay mama. I mean, you could go by, I guess you can't. Like, it sucks because anything you probably want to do costs money. And you're, like, not yeah. working is not ideally to be like, oh, let me go spend more money. Yeah. my I met up with a friend and he's like, you should travel. And I was like... I can't really travel because I'm supposed to save money right now. So I guess I can like drive to different parks and stuff. But even that, it's like I'm still paying for gas, I guess. Right. No, I get that because sometimes like this whole winter I've been trying to save money and like pay off debts and stuff. And like I want to go do stuff or like I'm at home and I'm like, oh, I should go do something. But it's usually that something is like go out to eat. Or, like, go do an activity that costs money, and it's like, okay, well, I guess I'm just gonna sit at home and watch Drag Race because I don't wanna go spend money. <laughs> Period. <laughs> so it's like, I get it. Like, I don't know. Everything costs money. It's expensive to exist, and it's stupid. I know, it's like so annoying. Like, why do I exist, Mama? Okay. Oh, I didn't ask for this. Um, what did you ask me? You asked me what? My weekend? Or what I've been doing? Yeah, how have your last couple weeks been? Yeah, I think. That's really it. Nothing exciting. I don't even have a point snap because I haven't been doing anything new. Did your job say anything to like your last day there? Did they ever make like a 
like an all staff announcement. They're like, this is our last day or like anything. Oh, yeah. So the 30th um, of November, um, we all went out to um, a Mexican restaurant to eat and kind of say our final goodbyes and stuff. I still talk to my coworkers and stuff. Um, if they find a job that they think that I'd fit, they send me a link and vice versa, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, they're all. Anybody still... cry? Anybody's like, what the fuck? Yeah, one girl cried. One girl is like from Germany, and so um, she had to like uh, go on unemployment and like think about going on food stamps as well. And then we were all kind of like, should we all go on unemployment? Yeah, what the heck? I was like, you didn't go file for unemployment? Um, no, I didn't. Because I you was like, should. Well, I don't know if it'll even kick in. I'm, I'm daily trying to look for a job. So it's yeah, like, but I mean, if first? you don't find one right away, then like, then they'll, you just won't get paid out. But at least you file. Yeah, but then I was like, Ugh. bitch, get that money. They're gonna Period. pay you either way. I mean, I guess so. I guess I don't know how California unemployment works after I have someone. Because the last time I was on unemployment was um, during COVID, but I was on Minnesota unemployment. And Minnesota unemployment is like, it's um, it's a lot simpler. I think it, it's like direct deposit. And I heard someone say that it's a debit card in California. Which is I think like, I've heard that. Or you like to go pick up the check or something. Yeah, you have to like send in an actual thing. But in Minnesota, it's like all online. You just click a box like, yes, did you look for a job? Yes, mama. And then you like send it and you get it. You're, That's true. Whatever. I've heard other states you have to like interview or like you need proof that you've applied for other jobs and things. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, yeah. Did we want to say, did you have a porn snap? Um, yeah, so prior to me um, being sick, I also was hungover because I went out a couple Saturdays ago to the Bad Bunny um, Verano Sinti dance night at First Avenue, and that was, like, a lot of fun. Um, Things got out of hand very quickly, unfortunately, with the alcohol, but it's fine. Um, Miguel and I went with a few friends, and basically it was just a club that they're just playing dance dance bad bunny and um maybe like a couple other like latino artists and stuff um so yeah that was a lot of fun i hadn't gone out in a long time probably since like that since like my birthday weekend um so it was a good time we had a lot of fun i was just very hungover the next day because usually like i come home and i try to eat but miguel wanted to go to a friend's house afterward because they're like, oh, yeah, just come over and hang out. And I was like, I would rather, like, go home. I have food at home. And then I fell asleep at that person's house. So they ate. But Miguel didn't wake me up to eat. Ass. Thanks, <laughs> And so when I woke up and it was time for us to go home, it was, like, 4 in the morning. So, like, nothing's open. And then we just came home and we went to bed right away. So I didn't eat anything. Or, like, I usually mm-hmm. try to chug a bottle of water. And, like, that didn't happen. So I woke up and I was like, I'm unwell. <laughs> not a good time i don't i I don't get hung over like i don't drink to the point where i end up being hung over so it was a lot for me i like it's been a long time since i've just thrown up like liquids um and like alcohol at that so it's just so nasty disgusting i was like i hate everything here but um yeah that's my parent snap and kind of my my being sick was my rant (laughs) 
that's that. <clears throat> okay. Um, did you have a rant? Did you see a rant, Tony? Yeah. Um, I just said um, me being sick was my rant. It was just like oh, it was not a good time. I'm right. not have fun with it. I don't like being sick. I, uh, yeah, don't recommend. Don't get a UTI. Don't get sick. Don't Jeez. sweat through. I literally was sweating so much I thought I pissed myself at night. Because, like, the Ew. sheets were, like, wet. The sheets were not, like, damp. They were, like, wet. It was so gross. Mm hmm My God, so, what? Yeah. When I have a fever, I break that bitch quick. I be sweating it out. Oh, my God. You I'm wild, like, bitch. Maybe I, lose, maybe I lost some weight. I don't know. Probably not. But. Mm -hmm. Probably not. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so my rant is about, um... <clears throat> oh my god, excuse me. And my rant is about me cutting people's hair. And this is the note. Um, I'm tired of cutting people's hair, question mark. And then probably that into friends that I created or creative paying for shit. Okay. Um, because I have a few friends that ask me for haircuts. And um, I, as you guys know, I cut my hair. I cut my own hair. So I have all the stuff to cut my own hair. Um... And I cut my hair probably every week. <laughs> LOL. So I cut my hair pretty frequently. But um, I just am getting tired of people asking me to cut their hair. Um, because I just don't want to cut people's hair. Like, I just want to cut my own hair and then, like, be fine with it. If you ask like, me, like, once or not twice. Not for free, either. No, I do it for free. I know, but, like, someone they could, like, pay you, like, hey, let me buy you a boba. Oh, yeah, sometimes that happens, too, but otherwise I'm just, like, I don't know. I, maybe it's just me being lazy, because I have to, like, set up the whole bathroom and get a chair and, like, clean up afterwards. But also, like, I can tell that you want a haircut and that, like, you're only talking to me because you want a haircut. And it's that time of the month, so you're texting me because I know you want a haircut. Um... And so I was cutting my roommate's hair and stuff and my other roommates during the pandemic, but then that stopped because like, obviously like the barbers and stuff opened up. So, um, I'm used to cutting people's hair and I cut my brother's hair all the time. Ethan will like ask me for a haircut an hour before he, before he has to go somewhere. I'm like, thanks. Um, so I'm used to cutting people's hair, but I'm just like, if it was my passion, if I wanted to be a barber, you know, maybe that wouldn't be such a big problem because I'm like, oh, great, I get, like, you know, more practice or whatever. But, but it's, you don't. Yeah, but it's not. I'm just cutting I'm just cutting my hair because I want to cut my own hair. Um, and then that made me think about, like, what it's like to be a creative, a creative person and have your friends be like, can you make this for me? Or, like, can you do this for me? And, like, not get paid for it. Um, so I wanted to know how you, um, kind of navigate that. And if you are the creative friend or if you have a creative friend that does that. Um, I've had friends who, I guess some of the most common one that I've seen is I have friends who have like clothing lines or will release like items and things like that. And there have been a couple of times where they're like, oh, like we've been friends for a really long time. Like, I'll give you like 20% off. And I've literally been like no it's cool like i appreciate that and like maybe another time but we're friends and because we're friends like i support you um so i'll play full price like i've tried to do that um because like you said like 
for you it's different because it's not like something that you're like passion, super passionate about or like plan to do as a career but other people like I know that it's that's how they're making their money and like paying their bills um, so I don't ask for things unless it's like an exchange because I will say and I understand that small businesses are small businesses and I will say that I'm not like a signed model by any means, but there are times where I've been like, friends like, oh, can you shoot for us? And I've been, I've gotten to the point where I'm like, no, because I know that they're not going to give anything in exchange other than be like, well, you can post the photos. And I'm like, me posting the photos is promoting you, not necessarily promoting me. Um, Period. So, yeah, because there have been times I did a photo shoot for a restaurant a few years ago. And um, they still use the pictures of me for their ads, and they've asked me to shoot with them again. But I was like, I didn't get paid the last time. And when I asked about payment, they didn't really say anything. So I'm like, no, I'm not going to shoot again. Like, I know you have the money to pay me, but you're not going to. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, that's what I feel like, too. Um, I just feel like if you are my friend and you have a small business or you are a creative person, um, I'll just pay you. Because I don't think that... I don't think that you should be, I mean, I know it's kind of you to give me a discount, but it's like, I support you. So I'm the number one person that will pay full price, like for sure. I don't know if that makes sense. And like, don't get me wrong, me saying that, like, I don't want to model for my friends and like small businesses. This doesn't mean like, I don't want to do it at all. It's like, there has to be some exchange, you know, of something like you're getting something where you get to market and like, that's going to make you money. But like. You literally could just be like, I'll buy you dinner, and that'd be fine. Yeah. Well, this also goes into my next topic, which is um, favors and friends. How do you navigate that? And I think I meant, like, payment-wise. Like, if someone pays, do you pay them back on Venmo immediately? Or do you, like, not to be like, don't fucking request money from me, but, like, don't fucking request money on me from me Um, on Venmo. I'm really bad at stuff like that. So I have some friends that whenever we do something, like they Venmo me right away. Like if I'll be like, um, rather than like split a tab, I'll be like, I'll just put it on my card. You can just send me money. 90% of the time they do, but there are people who don't. And I feel like sometimes we'll take advantage of me not asking or you not Ooh, asking. Name them mama. <laughs> well, by the way, no, I'm just kidding. Um, but I feel like for the most part, people are really good about it. I'm not good at reminding people because I feel it's stupid. It makes no sense because it is my money at that point because you owe me money because we've agreed to split it. But I feel bad asking people for money, even if it's my own money. Would you ever like request, this is what I'm saying. Would you ever request someone money on Venmo? Like, hey. Out of the blue. Um, If it's been a while and I've messaged you and be like, hey, remember you still owe me. This is what you owe me from dinner last night. Or What's like the minimum amount as well? Um, like, if it's like $10, I'm not going to like chase you down for $10, but like, yeah. I remember one time I was on a trip and I b- bought groceries for everyone, um, for the house and everybody's supposed to Venmo me like $60 and one of the people did not Venmo me $60. So like, if it's like that, I'll be like, okay, well, mm-hmm. run me my money, bitch. Like, I don't Interesting. know. That is a lot of groceries, bitch. Well, it was like for a full week and there was like six or seven of us in the house. That is a lot of money. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, $60 that divided by, like, six, like, it was a decent amount that I put on my card. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's also my spending money for the trip. So, like, you not giving me the $60 back takes away $60 for me that I could be using on the trip. So Yeah. 
Oof, that's a lot of money, bitch. Um, for me, it doesn't matter. I think, well, with Tifa and I, I think that we've been friends for so long that's like, oh, I'll pay for this. And then Tifa will be like, oh, I'll pay for this one. And then yeah, whatever Yeah, or like, else. I'll get you next time. Yeah. For me, it doesn't matter. Usually I pay. I mean, I pay for people. I mean, Well, that's kind of like my love language, too. I love giving gifts. Slay. True. So, um, oh my god, I love shopping, you guys. Oh. Um, so that's kind of my lung, oh my god, my lung language. Language. <laughs> uh, my love language. Um, so I don't really mind paying for things, to be honest. Um, but, um, I, I do find that the friends that I do respect and the friends that I do have, uh, we kind of, um, it's like an unspoken rule that, oh, I'll get you next time. And then they actually do. Um, I have not had to request money from people or friends yet. I don't think that I would. Um, but yeah. I guess another thing is, and th maybe this is mean. Maybe it, maybe it is, maybe it's not. Um, if you're someone that I've gone out with before and I've paid before and you didn't send me money back, I'm not going to offer again. And it's eventually really? probably going to get to the point where I'm like, I'm just not going to hang out with you again if you expect me to pay for you. Do you like, keep track? Um, like mentally? Not like, yeah, mentally, yes. Like, am I taking notes? Do I have it in my notes? I have to be like, this bitch owes me this much money. No. Um, but I did have friends in the past who literally would like, come. we'd make plans and they're like, oh, we're going to go out to eat. And they'd be like, oh, well, I don't have money to go out to eat. I thought we could just eat at your house. And I was like, well... <laughs> In what plan? Like, where was that planned? Where we're just going to, like, I'm going to have to feed you regardless if we go out or not. And then I'm going to go out and just eat by myself. Like, that's weird. Mm -hmm. um, and I think when you're in your younger years and, like, you're working a job that you make, like, $10 an hour. Like, I get it. Like, if you miss a couple days of work or you're not, you don't have, like, shifts and things. Like, I get that. And I understand that people go through different seasons in life and like hardships happen don't get me wrong like if i know that you're having a tough time and you're like i can just treat you like i want to hang out with you it's not a problem mm -hmm. then like i'll i'll cover um or like if i've asked to hang out and like it was because i just needed like to hang out with someone like i there was a point in time a few months ago where i just needed to talk to someone and i had asked a friend um it was scary. I was like, do I say it? But does it matter? <laughs> <All right. laughs> and I just wanted to hang out with a friend because I just needed um, just a second opinion on something. And I was just like low-key spiraling. So I asked them to meet up with me. That's just a and, little low-key spiral. You know. Yeah, like a baby spiral. Um, <laughs> okay. So I had asked them to hang out. And then I paid for dinner. I was like, thanks. Like, you really didn't have to come, like, out of the blue last minute, like, day of, like, a couple hours before. And, like, listen to me rant and, like, complain. Like, I'll pay for you for that. Like, that's yeah. that's on me. Um, yeah. yeah, it varies. Or yeah. if I'm, like, visiting, like, a friend, and I'm like, let me treat you to dinner. Thanks for letting me stay at your house or some shit like that. You know? Yeah. There's situations where it's like, yeah, I'll definitely pay. Or it would make more sense if I paid. Yeah. Um, let's see. I, had, I did my... I know I don't have a burn snap. I did my rant. We did that. What go? What time is it? Hold on. It is. We've been for like thirty minutes. Oh, it's been like twenty minutes. Oh. 
23 minutes. Um, anything else before we take a break? Um, I feel like the Britney grind. I like how it autocorrected to grinder as. <laughs> uh, oops. <laughs> what? What the fuck? I specifically did that twice. <laughs> I I did grinder. I uh, did grinder, and then autocorrected to grinder, and then I deleted it, and then it went back to grinder, and now it's grinder again. That's hilarious. I feel like that one's like a that's a quick one because wow, I guess I don't slip. know. I, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Brittany's on grinder now um, as a lesbian woman, I guess. Um, yeah, so she's free now. She's been released from the Russian pe- Russian penal colony. That's also okay. There's Ooh, a theme grinder here, grinder mama. Yeah, she was released from the Russian penal colony because I guess that we had like a Russian arms dealer that yeah. we traded her for. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard that some people are upset that we traded a, her for a Russian arms dealer because a Russian arms dealer is like way more intense and like worth more, quote unquote. But also like that girl brought weed. Like let the girl go. And at this point, if that's what Russia wants, so we can get this girl back who's been like disparaged in so many ways. Disrespected, um, yeah. Yeah, like, who gives a fuck? But, like, I'm glad that she's out. I'm glad that, like, Uncle Joe did his thing and, like, did what he had to do. Um, do I think that makes him, like, an all-around stand like stand-out person? No, not really. But, like, I'm glad that um, she was able to get out. And I'm glad that she's home now, probably. Because she was in there. She was basically there for almost, like, a full year. My God, that's so crazy. Ew. Um, yeah, so she's free, you guys. And, um, yeah, I saw the same thing. People are upset because they think that it's, like, an unfair trade. Um, and to that, I just think that's, um, I think people that are saying that just hate black people and black women in general. Period. You just don't want her to stay in prison because it doesn't affect you, but, like... Yeah. Well, because it's, like, before the news broke out, you didn't even know that we had a Russian arms dealer. Hello. So some so suddenly it's like so important now. Um but I will say that the trade I think was fierce because when Brittany comes home she's like free. But when that guy goes back to Russia, he's not necessarily free. He's like wanted in like so many other countries. So I think that he has to stay in Russia and like whatever else because if he leaves he can be what's the word he like probably extradited? Has to face prosecution. Yeah. Or whatever. So um, she's back, Mama, and um, glad to see it. I will say, I guess the only thing that I think is valid is like, it's like, what about all the other people that are locked up though? Yeah, I need to come back to America. That's kind of sad. Because if it was like Latifah and Brittany Griner locked up, and they're like, we'll trade um, this Russian guy for Brittany, and then Latifah's still locked up, I'd be like, um, hello. Um, but luckily Latifah's not locked up. So, not yet, anyway. Um, yeah, I'm not locked up, and honestly, I feel like it's 50-50, because I could have been locked up, but because I'm a straight woman, maybe they would let me go. I don't know. I don't know, we'll see. Well, I don't know. Um, alright, let's take a quick break, and then, um, we'll get into other topics. Hello, guys. Oh, hi, guys. (laughs) We're back. LOL question park. Yes, I'm We're on the here. floor. Now I'm back on my bed. 
Oh my gosh, did you watch any of the episodes of We're Here? No, I didn't. Oh my god. I thought they come out like all at once, they don't do that. They come out every Friday. I have to watch this episode. Oh, maybe I'll watch it with Gray when I hang out with him. I'm going to make him watch it. Oh, yeah, um, make him cry, bitch. Yeah, because they came out with two episodes. They come out every Friday. Um, for those who do not know, We're Here is a show on HBO um, with three drag queens. Three of my favorites, low-key. Not even low-key. High-key. Um, Bob the Drag Queen, Eureka, and Shanswell. Since when do you like Eureka? Just because uh, of the show? I think I liked her more because of We're Here than I like her because of Drag Race. But she is a fierce competitor on Drag Race as well. So I do like Eureka. She's probably my least favorite out of the three. No shade, no tea. But like she's not purse first and she's not hallelujah. Like, I don't know. It's hard to yeah. compete with. Yeah. Um, but it's a show on HBO. And what they do is they go to these small towns throughout the U.S. And they basically help queer or allies to queer folk in these towns and they put on a drag show and it's usually in like a very small conservative town like um last week's was in jackson mississippi i don't remember the one before um but they really just go to these small ass very conservative ass towns they went to selma um mm -hmm. and they basically try to bring like the happiness and the joys of the queer community and the drag community to these towns and like also give confidence to these people to me it's like a drag um it's like a drag queer eye mm -hmm. if that makes sense mm. um yeah it's not necessarily about them the the people wanting to do drag and wanting to be a drag queen per se it's not like they're like yeah. making them go into like drag race and like compete it's more about like the self-expression aspect of it yes um and i think the texas episode i didn't see that but it does relate to like modern day news because um, lately there's been a lot of protests from like the Proud Boys or whatever that come to drag shows and like shut them down. So um, I think one of the episodes dealt with that. Yeah, there was, um, I think it was the last episode. Um, Shangela was supposed to do like a. Um, like a drag read, like children's book read along or yeah. storytelling. Mm -hmm. And um, they had to cancel it because there were Proud Boys like threatening the business and doing all these things. And um, in that same episode, um, Bob was crossing the street, not even in drag, just like Bobby and his bald ass self, like Bobby and Bob. And um, there is these guys who were on the corner basically saying like, you're going to go to hell, you're an abomination, all these things. And Bob was like, oh, we can talk about it. And they did not want to talk. They were like, get away from me, whatever, whatever. And Bob literally walked away. He was like, that's really fucked up. But like, if they were open to have a conversation, I would have had a conversation. But like, they don't want to hear anybody. Like, they just want to live believing what they believe. And they're not open to having a conversation. So I'm not going to put myself up to that. Um so yeah, I think it's, you don't think about it necessarily, unless you are a queer person, you deal with it on a regular basis. Uh, I feel like Minneapolis is, for the most part, liberal enough to accept things for the most part. Um, but we're also still like a very Midwestern state. And like Minneapolis, unfortunately, is kind of like a small town in 
my aspect like the way that i look at things like it's not a huge ass town it's not a big big city um yeah well we're, so. we're just lucky that we live there because even if you go up yeah you know to like i don't know forest lake or whatever it's like it's like that right so it's a good show i recommend um i told calvin to keep up and watch the episodes but obviously and i just don't feel like crying lol i guess i guess it's a sensitive time right now um, which one did you cry at? Um, I cried at the Jackson one because, like, the guy. Um, I don't want to like spoil it too much, but I guess I, it's not. Um, he has he's gay. He's a black gay man, and he has a fiance. Um, but basically, like, his parents abused him throughout his his early years because he was gay, and he was actually outed by a family member. And I think that's why I wrote that on here. Um, in the topics also, but he was outed by a family member and they basically were like, yeah, we're not doing this. I don't remember if it was him or another person on that episode, but they actually like performed an exorcism to try to get like the gay out of him, Mm -hmm. quote unquote. Um, but yeah, he was like very afraid. Like he's close with his cousins and, um, they had like a little kickback type of thing and they had to, he had introduced his fiance but he like broke down he's like i don't think i can do this like i'm not ready to like have everyone know that i live my life is he didn't even say that he was gay he said something where he was like msm like men sleep men sleeping with men mm-hmm. and bob was like i've never heard that in my life like because he's like how do you identify do you identify as queer do you identify as gay um and he's like oh we don't say that and it was just like very it was really sad but then they performed i'm not gonna ruin this song but they performed at the end of it and like boots the house down like crazy it was so good it was so powerful and i was like i'm not okay <laughs> so yeah okay it was a good time fine i guess i'll watch it because i have all the time in the world now so do it oh dog's home Ooh. hey colby kelby colby like colby jack Oh. Except with okay. a K. Interesting. Yeah. Hey, boy. Kevin loves that dog. I don't care what he says. I think the dog is, like, fine. I like it because it's a baby. But, like, I know that once it gets bigger, I'm going to be like, get, actually get the fuck off. Like, yesterday yeah, it was, like, true. biting me and I pushed it. <laughs> that's how I feel with Tony's dog, low-key. I'm like, you were cute when you were, like, super tiny. But now that you're ginormous, like, I don't, this is weird. Tony's dog is huge, actually. I think that's, like, disgusting. Like, literally so big. Yeah, he's gonna get bigger, too. That's crazy. Oh, my God, gross. Okay. Anyway, um, Latifah wanted to wrap up um, something that she did, what, last week? Oh, yeah. Week? No, it was um, two days ago. So, oh. um, for those that do not know, DACA and the DREAM Act is at risk of being eradicated. Is that the correct word? Um and basically just it's going to become illegal um the whole premise is that when barack obama signed the dream and promise act um back in back in his administration i'm not going to give you actual dates because i'm not very good at that um apparently there was a process that he did and it didn't follow the process to the t so because it wasn't it's at risk of being um just kind of written out and making all the people who are under DACA or TPS or the DREAM Act um, illegal and they will be deported and they will be sent back to their respective countries. Um, 
And so there are sessions right now through the end of the year. Amy Klobuchar is a senator and unfortunately has been kind of vocal about um, like Border Patrol and um, sending more people or sending more funds to do that. But if they don't act in the next three weeks while Democrats still have the control, um, it really could be written out. And right now, DACA is in the lower courts being denied in like states like Texas. So they will go to the ultimately to the civil or not the civil court, the Supreme Court um, and will be voted on there. And as we know from this past year, they overturned Roe versus Wade and there's just not going to be enough people on that court to approve and keep DACA. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's at risk. And back on December 8th, we have, we held a rally outside of Amy Klobuchar's office, uh, basically in support of this. We were outside from like four to maybe six thirty. um, truthfully thought there was going to be a heavy, heavier police presence. Hey girl. Um, the dogs here, y'all, the dogs here, but the, they did not, the police did not show up. Um, they did drive by at one point, but to get to somewhere else. So they drove through the rally. Um, but it was a really, it honestly was a really good turnout. Um, we're still working to see what we can do over the next few weeks to keep pushing for DACA. Cause obviously like, I don't know, there's a lot at risk. There's a lot of people who are here. Um, TPS is in effect right now for those that don't know. TPS basically is kind of like asylum seeking in a sense for people who, um, have to leave their countries for their own safety. Um, so there are people that can file that here as well. Um, but they're trying to get rid of all that. And it's really shitty because none of these, none of these things are path works, pathways to become citizens. It's literally just to be legal and then to file for like a work visa and to be able to be here. So it's not even getting full citizenship. It's literally yeah. just being able to be in the U S legally. So like people are like, Oh, well you shouldn't come over legal. And like, okay, but they did, but now they're trying to fix it. Even if they did like, what is, no one is illegal in my mind. Um, like who are you to say when your parent your family came over hundreds if hundreds of years ago and just were here because there were no laws in place like that's really shitty for you to like well now other people want to benefit and now they don't get to yeah well i would just love if all people that would be like well you should do it legally i would love if they took a citizenship test and then also um really understood what that meant because it's not as easy as it sounds no visas are so hard to get in general and like for you to have a sponsor like you have to have someone who easily makes six figures be able to sponsor you on a lot of the visas to come here quote unquote legally and like you said most people can't pass that citizenship test let alone know the ways to come here legally like everything is so backed up as is and then you threw COVID on top of that like everything is fucked so for anybody that's like waiting, especially if you're in another country who that might be like war torn or might be controlled by cartels or might be in danger for yourself or your children or your family. What, what am I what do I look like sitting around waiting for six months? Yeah. To maybe get in legally when I know it's like die I, or just, you know, get in illegally like wait or to whatever. Die. Yeah. So it's like, what's the point? So in that aspect, it's like really shitty because I just don't think people understand and people don't under like. As much as I shit on this country and as much as I shit on America and, like, our politics and, like, everything, which is all valid, like, there are countries who don't have it 
as they're just not as well off, unfortunately. And there's a lot that has to be done. And so when people are like saying that America is this greatest country in the world, like what did you expect people to do? Just not want to come here? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's really stupid. But yeah, there is one guy at the end of the protest who was like a big heckler. Um, and I didn't deal with him because I was like, at that point I was like, there's nothing that I'm going to do to step into the situation um, that's going to help. But Amy Klobuchar's office is right across the street from Bobby and Steve's downtown, which is like the only gas station in downtown Minneapolis, but also like low-key a mini MPD office because a lot of cops stick out there. They hire like off-duty cops as security. And next to that, there is a bar called Maxwell's, which is basically like a cop bar. Um, so we kind of knew that going into it, but mm-hmm. yeah, people were pissed. Um, the highway was backed up for miles and ended up closing that exit on, onto Washington and Washington trying to cross over the bridge got really backed up and people were pissed. Definitely mm-hmm. got cussed out a couple of times, but like, it is what it is. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Slay mama. Yeah. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about, which I'm not going to talk about too much because I don't I haven't really been following the story super heavily um, just with like a lot of the Mirak Daka stuff over the last couple weeks uh, and there haven't I haven't seen any um, well that's not fair I haven't I guess I honestly just haven't looked into it as often or as deeply as I could have um, for those who don't know there was a 24-year-old man shot outside or in St. Paul. Um, his name is Howard Johnson. He was killed by SP, SPPD, St. Paul Police Department. Um, he's 24. Um, this is a post by Nikiva Lemmy Armstrong. Who did, he, is. did he pass away? Yes, he died. Okay. Um, he was killed. He was taken to the hospital. Here, let me... So this is a news article one um so the whole thing for a long time was just releasing the body cam footage which ended up being under a minute i believe um but howard johnson 24 was shot by sergeant cody blanchon around 6 p.m in dayton's bluff neighborhood police say the incident stemmed from a call of domestic assault and a man with a gun um i've heard some instances say that he was carjacking people i don't know if that's true or not i don't know police narratives and the news get Unfortunately, the news gets a lot of their stories for these things from the police. It's not necessarily from like, eyes, like eyewitnesses or things. So it's hard to say what is true and what's not. And obviously, if the police are killing someone, they don't want to look bad. So I preface it with that. I've also heard that like they like hit him with a car and he still wasn't like um, surrendering. And so that's when they shot him. But again, I don't know. I haven't watched the body cam footage. I won't watch the body cam footage. That's just mm-hmm. not who I am. Uh, but the excerpt of um, Blanchard's body camera video begins with him driving a squad car. When he sees Johnson, he says to the radio, he's walking eastbound Hudson, got a gun in his right hand. Blanchard said he's pointing at a car. He's, try- he's trying to carjack right now. The video shows a squad car ramming into something. Police said he ran into Johnson. Johnson is still standing near the squad car. Blanchard is shown getting out of the car and firing his gun ten times. The video ends with Johnson laying on the ground. St. Paul police released a video from separate squad car down the street, which also shows the shooting. In that video, a shot is heard before the police car stops. Um, then it's followed up by four still photographs, which show Johnson holding 
what police say is his gun. There's also a photo of what police say is a muzzle flash on Jonathan's gun. Appear, um, Jonathan's um, appearing to point the gun and the gun laying on the ground next to him after he is shot. Um, he was taken to the hospital where he died. So there's a lot to unpack here. I know we've said this before, like there's no such thing as a perfect victim. Uh, but ideally the whole point is like police don't need to kill to do their job. Like 10 shots is a lot. I was going to say 10, that's excessive. Yeah. And he's 24. He's a father. He's a son. He's an uncle, like all these things, like he's a person. Um, so that had happened this last week. Um, so we'll see there have been vigils already and then there was a protest to release the body cam footage which they did um so yeah it's really shitty and like i said i haven't looked too much into like the facts of the case so far um but even before i read this article that's what most of it had said so that was the main thing i'm trying to see if there was um and then again like i said nikiva let me arm Nakima Levy Armstrong is a attorney who works a lot of the time with these cases and she had posted three days ago. Three days ago is what? Wednesday? Yeah, that sounds right. Um, friends last night, St. Paul police shot and killed 24-year-old black man and father Howard Johnson on the east side. In reviewing the story from KSTP, the public is left with many questions and answers. The story is written in a way that stacks the deck against Mr. Johnson by going to great lengths to share details of his criminal history, almost a way of um, attempting to justify the shooting. It's also highly disturbing and concerning to know that St. Paul police may have hit the man with their squad car. Um, that sounds like a reckless behavior and more chaos being added to the situation. How is it okay for police to hit someone with their car and then shoot that person almost immediately afterwards? The article says that Johnson was holding a firearm. If true, was he pointing it, the gun at officers? Was he given the opportunity to gather himself after being hit by a squad car? Was he given the opportunity to surrender before being shot and killed? What steps were taken to de-escalate the situation before deadly force was used? Why hasn't the body cam footage been released yet? This obviously has been um, released as of now. Um, why hasn't the name of the officer who killed Mr. Johnson been released? Which, again, that has been released now. Um, were there any police policies and protocols violated during the incident? If so, were there be any accountability? Um, we as, as the public, we have been conditioned for too long to accept whichever narrative that the police and the media put forward. These are the types of questions that should be asked and answered when these incidences occur in the, our community. The public has a right to know what happened and whether the use of deadly force was justified. So, yeah, people want answers. Um, and rightfully so, like, I, like we both just said, like, 10 shots is a lot, especially if you're just hitting someone with a car, like... I don't know, unless he's literally some crazy human with superhuman strength, like, I'm pretty sure that's going to take someone out for the most part, and then you don't have to shoot them ten times. Um, and yeah, like Nikima's post says, like, was there de-escalation at any point? Um, if he was carjacking people and was threatening to harm people, should he have been stopped? Absolutely. But there's ways to do that before killing someone. Mm-hmm. So that's just me. It's so crazy because um just I don't know how to say this, but when 
we read and we see news articles like this, it's like we can see the obvious bias that police have against black people. But I feel like some people still don't see that. And I was watching a um, body cam footage of... It was on TikTok, lol. It was a body cam footage of um, the police uh, doing a police chase after this drunk white lady. And she was like driving drunk and stuff. And she not only would like stop her car and they would get out. And then she'd like start a car again, like go really, really fast to try and lose them. And they like go back in their car and like follow her for longer. It was a long, long video. It was like five minute video. Um, but I was like, she made it out alive. Hey, like, I guess they could have shot her because she like crashed into a whole bunch of cars and stuff. And, um, she evaded the police and she tried to avoid arrest, but hey, she made it out alive. And in the end, you can see her, they're like, what are you, they're like yelling at her and they're like, force her out of the car. But hey, she got out handcuffs. So... No, and it happens all the time. Like, I listen to, like, I listen to a lot of crime podcasts, and I guess I probably listen to them a little differently just because of what has been going on. I mean, for a very long time, but what more? I guess, are you a I true crime girly? I am. Oh, my God. I know it's very controversial, but, like, I am. I know, I was going to say. But um, I was listening to this story the other day about this woman who had, like, killed her husband, um... And basically, like, she was let off on house arrest for a couple of months. Like, she she was able to post bail and was, like, on house arrest. But after a while, they, like, after a couple weeks, they had realized that her house arrest bracelet hadn't moved for six days and, like, didn't show any activity, which, unless you're literally just sitting still for six days, isn't a thing. <laughs> and uh -huh. it turns out she had, like, wiggled her way out of her house arrest bracelet and was just, like, going back and forth, like, going and living her life. And, like... The police don't keep up on that. And there was, it was like a no-brainer to me. And this is just like one of many. Like I listened to another one the other day where a woman had like pushed her, like her new husband off a cliff and like he fell to his death. And like she was able to await trial at home. Like she wasn't held in jail. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, these are white women. Of course that's going to happen. Like that would never be the case if it was a brown or black person mm -hmm. or any person of color. Mm -hmm. That was, that would never be an option. Yeah. And like people would be checking up you all the time. Yeah. So it's like there's all these there's all these situations where things like this happen. It's not just like police killings, but it's the way that the police and the system handles so many um just so many things, whether it's like arresting or it's attempt to arrest, I guess in certain points or awaiting court or awaiting trial or being held in jail. And like there's so many ways that like people are discriminated against that people don't even look at it that way because it's like who in their right mind would let a woman or anyone who killed someone just await trial at home but it doesn't make sense to me you yeah. literally killed somebody like why would you be able to wait at home but then you have someone who has a gun and granted like this is this is apples to oranges has a gun but like does it even get to go to trial they're just killed right away mm -hmm. like how is it that how is it that vastly different so, I don't know. But that's just me. What do I know? Maybe I'm crazy. Hee <laughs> hee. Uh-huh. Um, anything else to say about this, Tifa? Um, no. I'm sure we'll be following it as more comes out. And I'm sure there will yeah. be, like, protests and things. And, um, yeah. 
it's it's tough because St. Paul is so different than Minneapolis. Um, and people who are like very diehard Minneapolis are very diehard Minneapolis and people who are really diehard St. Paul are very diehard St. Paul. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what kind of pans out in the next few weeks. But unfortunately, like I said, it is unfortunate. It, it's super unfortunate. And I hope that Howard Johnson does get justice. I believe the officer is on administrative leave as of right now anyway. Um, and I believe that it is also paid. So... I think we kind of know how these things go, um, but maybe I think a lot of the a lot of people know that they're under watch right now, especially in Minnesota. Like, if you don't press charges and you don't do these things, then people will fucking riot and uh -huh. protest, and things will happen. So, I'm hoping because there's that fire under their ass right now that they do the right thing. But I mean, you just never know. Kim Potter only got fucking two years. Um, so it's hard to say. Yeah. <clears throat> My goodness. Um, what should we talk about next? Um, did you see? Okay, so I had a question, and maybe I don't know if you were following this as much, but I saw some things on Facebook about the Hmong community, and I guess someone maybe was outed by a family member. Or there was, let me see if I can find it now. Oh, um, so what had happened was, um, <clears throat> so did, did you remember when I was like, I don't know if I talked about this like on the show, but, um, there was like a Hmong, uh, not talent agency, but like a Hmong entertainment company or whatever that brought like two Thai, like Hmong Lao Thai singers to um, America for them to like sing and do a concert here. So one of them was a guy, one of them was a girl. Remember when I said this? Yes. Okay, yeah. I don't think I said it on air, but I think we texted it to you. Yeah. And so basically like people were like, oh my god, they're being like mistreated by like the entertainment company and like they like are not even staying in a hotel, they're staying at someone's nest. Ugly ass dog. Um, they're saying, shut up, they're staying at someone's, like, nasty, janky-ass house, not even a hotel, they're, like, they can't even eat, and they, they, uh, actually took them to, um, my family business, and my brother said that they weren't even, they couldn't even eat, because their schedule was, like, so much and stuff, and, like, they just didn't have time to eat at my family business, um, at least that's what according to my brother. And so, and then, like, there would be, like, fights breaking out at the venues because people would just want to fight. And they were like, obviously, that's not a safe environment for these two Thai people, or these Hmong Thai singers, because they, like, probably think that America's, like, so ugly and whatever. Um, so one of them is a guy, and I guess it came out like he was outed that he has a boyfriend. And so, oh. um, there's, like, pictures of him, like, with his boyfriend, like, holding hands or whatever and kissing. And, um, I don't know if he was hacked. I'm guessing that he was hacked. Um, or something that, w like, it was released that he was gay. He was outed, basically. Um, and now people are, like, it's, like, half and half. They're, like, shocked. But at the same time, people are, like, why does it matter? Like, he's still a good singer, you know? 
And people are like, oh my god, well, are you going to cancel his concerts and stuff? And like, what's going to happen? And the Hmong Entertainment Company is like, we stand by this guy and um, we're not going to cancel any of his concerts. So if you could stop mentioning about his sexuality, um, that'd be nice. And if you do, then you're blocked, mama. Do you, and I was going to say, do you think, I was like, oh, that's cool. They're supporting him. But after you said that, or do you think they're supporting him because they want to keep the money? Or do you think they actually support him and they're just like, if he's gay, he's gay? I mean, I think it's both. Because I think that, <clears throat> oh my God, you guys, obviously I just woke up. Okay, deal with it. Um, I think it's both. Obviously, they have to like stand by their client or whatever. They're not just be like, yeah, we're going to fucking cancel this concert. Fag or whatever. <laughs> oh my god slay mama um but at the same time um it's it's nice to see that they are doing that i guess even though it may be contractually obligated that they have to stand by him um so i think that's what you've been seeing and that's why the mo community is like all up in arms um and whatever else i think it's mainly just um Hmong, straight Hmong men that are like, what the fuck is going yeah, on? Yeah, everything that I'm seeing, like, support-wise are, like, either Hmong women, which I kind of expect to an extent, and then, like, other queer Hmong people. Yeah. So, I mean... I mean, to me, it's like, he's still a good singer, though. Like, it doesn't change right. the fact that it just because he's gay doesn't change the fact that he's, like, not a good singer suddenly. I feel like this like, is the Hmong song before. Right, this is the Hmong equivalent of um, people finding out that Little Nas X is gay. Yeah, because I was, I was looking at him, I was like, he's obviously so gay, but... I was just looking at a picture, and I didn't want to be like... <laughs> I mean, obviously. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, it's like giving me in high school, like, I can pass. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at pictures, like, I mean... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I guess it's kind of like a, a gay thing to be like, yeah, maybe this guy's like probably gay or whatever. Um, but yeah, so that's like the monk community right now. It's nice to see support, but it's also sad to be like, oh, I guess there's people that are against it. And it's, I mean, it's sad to see someone outed always. Yeah, I think it's really shitty because like, I don't know, it's weird because I have friends who have come out to me, but I also don't always like to be like, oh, well, so-and-so is this, like, unless it, they've told people, you know what I mean? Like, if mm -hmm. you haven't told everybody, like, at what point do you say something? Or do you say anything? Unless someone, like, I don't know. It's weird. Because, mm -hmm. it's like, sometimes it's just conversation where it's like, oh, yeah, so-and-so is new boyfriend. And the other people are like, what? Like, mm -hmm. I, I, what? So it's like, I understand situations like that, but, like, to out people in, like, a malicious way, um, to try to hurt people is like really shitty, and like, yeah, it's like, especially because when he goes back to Thailand or Laos yeah. or whatever, you know, it's not the same. I've seen some support um, from from people who because Thailand is like such a big gay city or whatever, Bangkok or whatever. So there's some support there, but. <laughs> It's so funny. I immediately think of the of that TikTok. <laughs> what? The ladyboy TikTok. Oh, that one. <laughs> Stupid. 
stupid. It's um, so funny. It's so great. Um, yeah, so there's some, some support. But, like, I'm not quite sure where this guy lives. But, like, in Laos, where all the Hmong people live, it's, like, not super progressive. I mean, if you watch and you if you understand Hmong, um, there are some videos about um, this girl. She goes to the New Year and she, like, interviews people. And one episode, she has, like, a gay episode. So she only interviews, Ooh. like, gay men. Or, or like, lesbians. Or, um, trans, perhaps. Trans femme. Um, and so she's interviewing them and asking them about what their ideal type is and stuff. And it seems to be, like, she's very supportive. But maybe that's just her. And maybe that's just her sentiment. Because they're having right. a fun, good time. It's a video or whatever. But maybe that's not what everyone in Laos or China thinks. So it's sad to see him being outed because when he goes back to his home country, I'm sure that this will affect not only his personal life, but his singing business as well and what people think of him. Because maybe it's not that. Uh, maybe it's more conservative over there, especially in the Hmong community. Um, and it's also just sad to see someone outed because you're taking away that you're taking away their right to I don't know what you're taking away something like, from them you're coming they're taking away their ability to do it on their own time in like their own way yeah you're because, taking away their like autonomy kind of yeah like you just you never know and you don't know what consequences a person faces if they come out or when they come out because like what if what if this was a situation where they're outed and then they lose their home and it's winter and they have nowhere to go hmm. or if they like people people are killed like people are literally killed by family members or just the community or people who don't accept them for who they are like people are literally killed for hmm. being outed or being gay as being trans whatever the case like people lose their lives so for you to out them when it's not on their own time like that's something that they have to prepare for mentally um but also something that sometimes their family members or like people in the community have to prepare for and like not that it's more on the community to prepare for it but like you have to make sure that that person maybe has set things set up for themselves that they didn't have at that time mm. it's also sometimes just like a secret it's like your own little secret you're not ready yeah. to say it and sometimes it's embarrassing if you haven't really said it to anyone else or if you're still coming to terms with it it's like it's like if i was like hey this is latifah she has a foot fungus or whatever <laughs> same thing being gay foot fungus same thing. yeah but it's like she didn't want anyone to say or to know right, i took it, that i took that away from her and i made it public and now she's like oh now i, I have to address that i do have a foot fungus or whatever right and it's just like you just don't I don't know. I just can't think of a good reason why you would out somebody yeah. before they have the reason to do it themselves. Yeah. Yeah. But that's really shitty. I, I, don't, I can't say that I know anybody that I, I know of that's been outed before, at least to my knowledge. I mean, maybe they have. They just don't talk about it, probably because they don't want to talk about it. Um, but yeah, I've actually, for whatever reason, and this is like not me like tooting my own horn or anything. But I've had, like, a decent amount of friends, like, come out to me. <laughs> and no, no, no. I, like, and honestly, be, like, one of, like, the first or, like, the first few people that they tell. And I don't know why that is. Maybe you just have a kind spirit. 
Maybe. Maybe I just have like a, she just wears a shirt that says, I love gays. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. She does. No, I'm just oh. kidding. Melody <laughs> was like, slay mama, tell me your secrets. No, that's not necessarily the case because not all of them have been gay men. Thank you. Um, <laughs> some of them have been women. Some of them have come out as bi. Some, but it's, I don't know. Maybe it's just your vibe. No one has come out to me. Really? Except for, like, the straight men trying to pass as straight men. Um, I don't think anyone has come out to me. I don't not think even, so. Not even, like, the men that you've gone on dates with where they're like, oh, I'm not gay. I just want to know what it's like. Um, I don't think so. I don't think so. No, I... someone has come out to you. What are you talking about? Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There definitely is one person that I know for sure, 100% has come out to you. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, they're not a nobody. <laughs> Me, they are. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway. anyway, moving on. What else do you have to say about that? Anything else? Oh, I guess this is kind of like a nice tie-in. Okay, so I wrote down Asian masculinity. Okay. Um, because I was having a conversation with a friend the other day. Um, and I was talking about, we were talking about intersectionality between like, um, Asian and black community. Um, well, specifically for me, like the black and Asian community and like the black Latino community. Um, but we were talking and I was like, honestly, I feel like, um, anti-blackness sometimes in the Asian community can come from like the e-masculinity of the Asian male. Um, Mm. And I feel like Asian masculinity is very different than, like, any other masculinity when it comes to, like, race or um, ethnicity. Because, like, when you picture an Asian male, for whatever reason in society, it's been pressed that you don't think of your quote-unquote, like, super hyper-masculine men, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to talk about that and see what your perspective was and, like... Yeah, I think it stems... Well, I don't... Um, maybe it does... Really, what was that noise? Um, what were you saying? <laughs> it, the anti-blackness in Asian community comes from the emasculation of an Asian male? Yeah, I think partially. Like, obviously, that's not like a diet. Like, that's not like a give-all. Like, that's exactly why it happens. But I think that might play a part to an extent where it's like... Yeah. Oh my god, the dog's crying now. Um, yeah, so I think that for, like, as we know, and, well, maybe not as we all know, but as Latifah and I know, um, there's just been a long, 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 um, history of the, e- is that what it's called, Tifa? Emasculation? Emasculation? I think so, because men are, like, emasculated. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, you're so smart. I'm like, okay. Thank you. Oh my god. <laughs> no one ever says that. Emasculation of the Asian man stemming from the time that Asian people, Chinese people were brought to the States. Like, Chinese women weren't allowed to um, emigrate, so it was only Asian men. And so, also at the same time, Asian men were not allowed to marry white women, and really no one was allowed to marry white, white women. So, people were like, well, white men basically were like, Oh my god, like, how can all these Asian guys, like, live here? 
like without any women and without any wives, that's like so gay. <laughs> when in reality, it's like, well, they're not allowed to marry anyone else because you said that it's illegal to do that. Right. Um, and so, oh my god, the dog's like crying so bad. Um, and so then another thing with that is that, well, then Asian people started to do jobs that were more feminine, like dry cleaning and like nails and stuff. And cause that's like the only thing they were allowed to do. And so again, that's another being like gay, <laughs> gay question mark. Uh, oh my God. That do- can you get the dog? I can hear the dog. Yes. The dog is crying because Alex left for the gym. And he, like, puts him in the cage. Usually, like, the dog is so good now that he doesn't cry anymore if he puts him in the cage. But I don't know why he's crying today. Whatever. I'll go look at him after this conversation. But whatever. It's fine. Um, And so if you read Ronald Takaki's book, Strangers from a Different Shore, he kind of goes over this and how um, stereotypes about other people of color, both men and women are, um, made from the fact that it's, um, white male sexual jealousy. And so white people were like, oh, well, white men were like, well, how can we have like white women not marry and fall in love with black people or Latino people or Native Americans or Asian people? How can we do that? Well, let's just like start saying like stereotypes and let's just start like characterizing them in a bad way. Um, and so that's what they did to basically men of color, but also, um, women of color as well. Um, and so fast forward to today and even with recent media within the last probably 20 years or so since, or maybe like since the eighties, you will see like the Asian men as being like the nerd or like, um, just ugly. If you've seen, um, I don't want to be like Bobby Lee, but Bobby Lee. <laughs> this is an aside, but every fucking time I see Bobby Lee on my Instagram for you page, I block him. But Instagram will keep on continuously showing me Bobby Lee podcast clips about him and his straight friends. And it's so annoying because they have a podcast. It's funny you say that. I Googled him and I still don't know who he is. Oh, Bobby Lee's like a, he was on Mad TV. Yeah, I see that. And he was... He's in, like, Harold and Kumar, Pinal of Express, The Dictator. I just never watched any of this stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah, I keep seeing him in fucking my TikTok, and I keep blocking him, because he says, like, some dumb shit every time I see a podcast clip. Oh, and then I, I also want to talk about the, how uh, the For You page is crazy. But anyway. Oh, yes. Um, I keep blocking him, and he keeps coming up, and I don't know how to, like, block him so that I never see him ever again, but it keeps I've showing me him, on bitch. I have I have hidden words on Twitter that like can't pop up for oh, me. Oh, uh, I wish. Um, I don't know if Instagram does the same thing, but no, like like you said, I and I think a lot of what comes up too, um, especially like within the Asian community and like honestly a lot of communities. Um, one, the Asian community is so vast. Um, a lot of people think the Asian community they immediately think like Chinese, Japanese, Korean, but like if you still think that in 2022, you're an idiot. You're a stupid bitch, to be quite honest. I'm sorry. I'm not. Actually, no, I'm not sorry. Um, but it, it's just so vast where, like, you have, I think, Gordon Ramsay just said that Laos and Thailand are, like, the top two food destination spots in the world, um, which are Asian. 
And I think in the last 20 to 25 years, there has been like a surge of um, people finding out that like, it's not just those East Asian countries. You have Filipinos, you have Lao and Thai, you have Hmong, you have Korean, you have Indonesia, you have um, all the stands, all the stands in like Eurasia. Um, and even like, oh. China, <laughs> I was like, what's not just like stands. Oh, yeah, the stands. <laughs> Me. <laughs> Talk about like Uzbekistan, Turkmenistan, all of those places. Um, you have India. India is still Asian. And like you have Pakistan, you have Nepal, you have like over 100 ethnicity groups in China alone. And that's a lot to unpack. Um, but unfortunately, a lot of the time when you talk about racism and you talk about all these things, even if you talk about immigration, Asian people are left out of the conversation. And that's the biggest problem. And I know I'm just getting back into my like APYC roots from like 12 years ago, 13 years ago. And that was like our big thing. Like you need to see more Asians in media, um, which I think is happening. Uh, I think that we are starting to be more forthcoming or like forthright with a lot of things like Shang-Chi obviously was a huge movie. Crazy Rich Asians, um, Fresh Off the Boat, um, Raya, The Last Dragon or whatever. But again, like all those things that I just said are also just very East Asian and that's like not inclusive. That's mm -hmm. why I argue that Crazy Rich Asians this is not a diverse cast and it's not diverse to the Asian community. But it's like such a huge thing that I don't know, it's tough for me because I I don't know. I guess I've I because I look black and I'm black presenting, I face more um I face more racism and prejudice because I'm black than I do when I'm that I'm Asian. Um, because it's not the first thing you see. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's interesting. But I, that think, is like... a, I think that's interesting. Because, um, I guess I know Latifah for a long time, so obviously I know that she's half Indonesian, half black. And, um, yeah, that's just interesting. Because yeah, sometimes I'm like, Sidifah, does this look, this, oh my god, I can't talk. Oh. Latifa does look Asian. I've had people be like, oh, yeah, and she's half Asian. I was like, how did you know that? I and think people like, that know, Asian people can a lot of the time tell, but white people can't, to be honest. I think white people can, I think black people can tell. Black people can tell because, like, <laughs> fortunately, but unfortunately, there are a lot of Blasians in the world, um, <laughs> and it's, like, more common. And now that you have, like, so many in mainstream media, like her, Sweetie, um, Janae Aiko, Kimora, Mainly like Simmons. Kids. She's a bad yeah. bitch. All the Simmons kids, like all, like it's more common. So like there are more and more people that look like me. Um, so it's like, oh, like yeah, Emery. Like there's so many of us that it's like, oh yeah, she's mixed. And she's I think Asian. that Blasian people do have like a specific look. There's something about you guys that you guys. It's either you look like know. East African or you look Blasian. And it's like no in between. To yeah, be quite honest. Um, I was gonna say just very quickly. Um, yes. So, Asian masculinity. Um, I think it's getting better today because we have more representation. Kind of. Um, I think like, what Kumail was like sexiest man alive or something, right? Wasn't he? I don't know. Kumail Nanjiani. Okay, he was like buff or whatever. I don't know. He got some weird title when Simu was just like hottest man alive or something I thought too maybe I'm making that up 
Anyway, it's getting better, you no, guys. on the list, for sure. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's getting better. I just think that there are still people out there who don't, are against Asian masculinity, specifically white men, because they view people who like K-pop as alternate, and the alt-girlies are like not... They always try to bring down the alt-girlies. Like it's weird they, though because I feel this is just this is a dig and I know this is controversial. I feel like a lot of the girls who are like alt who are not necessarily Korean who are like very hyper K pop do go over after Asian males because they want like their own little mini K pop star. But yeah. neither here nor there. I think that too. Well, I think that like there's um I mean, again, it's white male sexual jealousy where it's like the changing times of um, what it is to be man and what it is to be desired is changing as well. Because you see guys like Harry Styles um, as being very desirable. And in the eyes of a a white man, a regular straight white man, they'd be like, well, he's wearing dresses like on stage. And he's like singing and prancing around and he like wore a dress on. Bitch, so is Harry Styles. What? Harry Styles wore dresses. That's, that's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. I'm saying that straight white men are being like, oh, look at this fucking sissy. But men are, uh, but women are going wild over Harry Styles. So it's just, you know, people are, uh, girls want like a soft boy aesthetic now, which is what is, is, is a trend. Um, and so it's alluding to the fact that masculinity and what women want and what is desirable is changing and it's expanding now. And I think that makes a lot of white men uncomfortable because it means that they are no longer desirable or it makes them feel as if they are no longer desirable. And so they are demonizing people like Harry Styles or the K-pop boys and, um, and yeah, but at least there's a little bit more representation. Like K-pop is so popular now, I guess. And whatever else. I feel like K-pop is almost like mainstream now. Like it's not even like a um, yeah. question. Like yeah, and there's like K-pop more, like, oh. there's like more leading male roles for Asian guys, I guess. I mean, it's like not a ton, but right. it's getting like better. It's not, any, it's not crazy great, but it is like slightly better. And I think it's going to yeah. take a long time to get there. And like I said, I think yeah, um, the pressure is to include Asians in these conversations like the yeah. Asian community and it can't just be like you can't just have one person represent all of Asia because it's just so it's so vast and it's so big that there's a lot to cover and like there's not yeah. one person that can speak for the Asian community just like any other community honestly mm-hmm. um, but like the Asian community specifically I feel like it's a lot tougher yeah but but to go back to your original question is that where anti-blackness stems from I don't know um, I think that you might be looking at it as like, oh, there's the emasculation of an Asian man and then the hyper-sexualization of a black man. Yes. Um, I don't know. I don't think that's... And like you said, I, I think it's because of... And granted, like, anti-anything, like, other, like, people of color is unfortunately... Not unfortunately, but still unfortunately, going to stem from the precedent that straight white men have put on these groups. And then unfortunately when you feed that into another group and you're being told this over and over again, like generation after generation, then that kind of stems into, well, they're saying this about 
Asian people, so we all should think this. Or they're saying about this Latino, this is what it is. Or they're saying about this about black people, then like that's what it is. And I think with, unfortunately, with racism in America, it is a lot of the time just a black and white conversation. Uh, you don't hear about Latinos, you don't hear about Asians, you don't hear about Middle Easterns, you don't hear about Muslims, you don't hear necessarily about the LGBTQ community. And so it's not always all encompassing. Um, and don't get me wrong, like it's not an oppression Olympics. I'm not saying one person has it or one group has it worse than the others. Like the racism that the Asian community faces could be very different than the racism that the black community or the Latino community faces and that prejudice. So I don't know. It's a tough yeah. conversation. It's a lot mm -hmm. to get into. Yeah. Um, it's just a thought. Just a thought, you guys. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know where anti-blackness in the Asian community comes from. I don't think it's necessarily from the emasculation of an Asian male. I think that, I guess I'm not straight, so I don't, I can't say. Because I think that straight men are in competition with straight men all the time. It doesn't matter what race or ethnicity you are. But I also will say this, which is, um, it's, have you seen that TikTok, Tifa, where um, it first came out that um, Halle Bailey Halle Bailey's um, little trailer for The Little Mermaid. And it was an Indonesian man in blackface. No. Oh. Well, basically, it's... Um, there was, like, cute videos on TikTok. LOL, once again, me on TikTok, bitch. Yeah, yeah. I remember seeing, like, all the reaction videos or, like, the duet videos to Yeah, her and, and the little black girls are like, she's black! Oh my god, yes! Well, it was an Indonesian man making fun of that. And when he turns around, he's, like, in blackface. And so my point is that there is something about being black that makes, that is, it, it's been intercept, it's been incepted into Asian people's minds. Because it's not just being dark. It's not just that um, Little Mermaid is dark, that's what making him mad. Because as Latifa has said before, there are people in Indonesia as dark as Latifa. So yeah. it's not just having tan skin, even though I do think that's a part of it. It, it's a, it's something about Little Mermaid being specifically black that is making him upset, and I think that has, as Latifah has said before, incepted by white people. Something about white people being like black people are crazy or whatever, that is making him believe that it's black people and that black people don't deserve to be Little Mermaid and whatever else. Because like Latifah said. There are people. He's like the same shade as Halle Bailey. Halle Bailey is like not not that dark, y'all. She's not dark. She's like brown skin. If yeah, that. and I was like, you guys are the same shade. So it's not. He's not upset that you're tan. It's he's upset that you're black. But where did that come from? Is what I'm trying to say. And I think, like as Latifa has said, that has been intercept, incepted. I keep on saying intercepted. Not intercepted. It's. It's a seed that was planted in <laughs> their mind by white people. That it's specifically a black person. Not just someone with tan skin. It's a black person that you should be bad at. Like there's different features and like there's a whole lot to it rather than just being like... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. So I think as the TFS pointed out in previous podcasts, it is something that it's like a white person concept that has been intercepted. Oh my fucking god. Incepted? Like, I'm trying to think of like Inception. 
True. Inception is uh, is a thing for sure, for sure. No, I'm saying that it's like it's something that white people have been telling other people of color to like not like black people, and I think that's where it comes from. I'm not yeah. quite sure if it comes from the emasculation of other. It's for whatever reason, men. it's just like a it's like a race competition. It's just like a we have to we're the best, and these people are the worst. And I feel like, unfortunately, and it's not new. Like I haven't watched the Meghan Markle thing, uh, but I don't know if you've seen clips where she's like. My race wasn't an issue in America because people didn't even see me as black. It wasn't until I was in the UK that people were like, she's half black. Because, like, Meghan Markle is kind of white passing. Like, not going to lie. Like, when people are like, oh, she's black. I'm like, this girl is pale. Like, she's the palest black I've seen in my life. But (laughs) Like, she's barely even brown. But it's like, it's just, it's like, it's a global thing. And I don't, unfortunately, I do, it is, it comes from, like, the... What, the, not the civilization the oh my gosh what do white people do when they go to the other countries colonization colonization of the world of like just white people from white people which for <laughs> it's funny because at the time of the colonization some of these people aren't even considered white so then you come back and then you go to oppress other people who are darker than you even though you're not technically white because like Spaniards aren't necessarily, for the longest time, weren't considered white. Italians aren't considered white or weren't considered white for the longest time. And it's like that evolution. But you, I think you're the word that you're thinking of is indoctrinate. Maybe. Um, but yeah, you indoctrinate all these people to believe this, these things about the black community or about the Asian community. And it, it goes on to a global scale, which is crazy because even like the whole... Um, Asian masculinity thing, it's it's wild to me because the Asian woman is also learned, like looked at us as this docile being and like just like a very easygoing, like whatever the case. But I don't know any mo- any person that's Asian and doesn't have a fucking tiger mom. Yeah, that's interesting because Asian women are very, very popular with incels. You guys know incels? Yes. <laughs> it stands for... God, what does it stand for? <laughs> Incel stands for something celibate. Involuntarily celibate. Which are like men that are like disgusting. A member of an online community of young men who consider themselves unable to attract women sexually, typically associated with views that are hostile toward women and men who are sexually active. Yeah. We'll have to talk about incels in a, a podcast episode because I think we're running a little long. Yeah. Um, But they're very... Asian women are very popular with incel men because they are viewed as like i don't know docile and like sexual but like feminine and like it's like, like the epitome know, of like a feminine woman yeah or whatever, or whatever. um but all of that is like made up <laughs> i don't know just like the asian masculinity thing it's like it's made up though it's like made up and you just believed it for all these years. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I mean, don't get me wrong. I know very, I know a lot of very nice, small, dainty Asian women. But like when shit gets going, like they're the ones in the, wearing the pants in the relationship in the household making fucking decisions. Just like any other household. Like the woman is the one mm-hmm. that like rules the house. And it's no different in the Asian community. I'm just sorry. I'm just laughing at Brittany Grinder, free mama. <laughs> <laughs> Free Britney. 
free grinder. Free grinder for Brittany. <laughs> um, but yes. Yeah, I don't know if we have time for anything else today, but that was I don't fun. know. Let me see what what time is it? Oh yeah, we gotta go, y'all. <laughs> We're like at ninety minutes. But yeah, well, thanks for listening. Is there any other final moments or anything else you want to share before we go? Yeah, I just want to say that I wrote this, which is World Cup, and I want to be Georgina Rodriguez so bad. I don't know what any of that meant. Georgina Rodriguez is um, Cristiano Ronaldo's girlfriend. Oh. And she, they met each other at, like, she was working at, like, a store. And now she's rich and famous, and I want to be her so bad. I mean, that could so. happen. It's very possible. I mean, yeah, it might you guys. All right, that's need a job first, but. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Wow, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Oops. Oops. Wow. Freudian slip. (laughs) Um, I think that's it, you guys. Yeah, that's all. Talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye.